Welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Thank you for joining us today as we transcend time and space to travel to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We have a very special guest. Who are you? My name is Delana Gale Bowen. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. I am a blues singer since I was 20, and I am now 75 years of age. You've been a musician for decades. You've seen music evolve, and you have some new work that you've been working on during the pandemic. Before we get into your new music, could you just tell us what was your life like before the global pandemic struck Vancouver? I was active in the community. I am an activist, so a lot of my work is evolved around human rights in the downtown east side, poverty issues, housing issues. I actually took a bit of a different approach regarding the pandemic. I looked at it as a gift because the world has run completely amok. Relationships, people in community, power struggles between the haves and the have-nots. I was working with a number of issues regarding community. I also a medicine woman, and I created a group called the Downtown Eastside Circle of Grandmothers, which we share teachings. So we were doing that in public and reverted to Zoom. So every Friday from 12 to 1, we have the Zoom sessions where people join us and we share teachings. How has it changed my life? I think the most important impact was the ability to share the music in public. And that is, I'm sure I speak for every musician, in the sense that music is something that you share. That exchange of energy between uh, people is why we do that why we create music and the truth is the music has impact in a different way for each person but it is a powerful message that was hard for me although at 75 years of age I don't do as many gigs as I used to when it's taken away it it does have an impact and the important thing that I think about the pandemic is that we lost our choice about what we participated in and what we could and couldn't do. You have your beliefs around the pandemic. I saw you doing an interview under a sequoia tree in Vancouver. Your perspective on the pandemic is really unique. And is that rooted in what's the background in your beliefs around the pandemic that this is a time for us to focus on our wellness and to make changes and to come out of this stronger than we went into it. So I walk a very spiritual life. And what we recognize is, and indigenous peoples all around the world, not just in Canada, 
look at this experience as a time to pause and check where we are at, how we walk in this world, what are our relationships, both with ourselves and external. Do we really walk our talk? You know, it's one thing to say that I'm uh, an environmentalist, et cetera, et cetera, but how do you walk in that climate? So that's really important. And the choices that we need to make now are relative to our very existence. The climate that's around us currently is about taking from Mother Earth. It is not about respecting, understanding the cycle of life, practicing uh, a mode of living that respects all living things. Powerful. Thank you. I should say that I am doing this interview on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, and Neutral people. I'm just grateful to get to walk lightly on the earth with all the different communities that make up Southern Ontario. There you go. The, the pandemic, it seems that with the isolation and the lockdown, it really gave people an opportunity to see the great challenges in our society, income inequality, the housing crisis, climate change. I know right now there's a lot of trouble on Vancouver Island with people trying to protect Ferry Creek and the old growth forest there. Uh, yeah. How we treat our, treat our seniors in retirement communities, uh, how we treat migrant labor that's up here doing the jobs that people here don't want to do anymore. The pandemic gave us that time in our isolation to really highlight the challenges and the inequality of before times. Yes. Are you hopeful that with all of this focus, we're all focused on on these problems because they're so apparent and glaring. Do you think we're going to have... Uh, People are internalizing this and we're going to see some societal change as a result. That's my prayer. I will say that one of the most important relationships we have is the one we have with ourselves. Are we honest? Do we walk our talk? What are our values? How do we relate to what is around us? This was a time of introspection for sure. However, I will qualify that by saying it's really hard, challenging for us to be completely honest with ourselves about where we, who we are and where we're at, right? Because that relationship determines everything that we're involved in. If we look at what is happening now, for example, the defense of the old growth forest, that's really important. Um, involved with people that have actually stopped the bank accounts from banking with people that support the oil pipeline stopped actively being involved with things that don't support this vital change that is needed on Mother Earth. And so our part and our responsibility is to be consciously active about what we involve ourselves in, even what stores we buy at, even what community organizations we support. Because if you follow some of these, especially the banks, you will find a paper trail that leads to funding the oil and leads to funding the pipeline. The forests are the same. There are businesses that, that support this incredibly destructive forest allocation, and we can't support them. And we're powerful people. We just don't exercise it enough. So I encourage everybody, whatever you're involved in, business, banking, even stocks, if you are fortunate enough to have that amount of money, but check them out and see what their foundation is, what their mandate is. And if they are a charity, what are their values? 
That's a really good point to all of us should look at our purchasing power and see how that's affecting the planet. I know in Canada, we're living in the legacy of colonialism based on exploiting natural resources to send back to Europe. All kinds of horrible things have occurred as a result. We're now coming to terms with the colonial history as we find all these children on the residential school sites. We're still dealing with the missing and murdered Indigenous woman, uh, horrible, horrible problem. And thank you so much for your song, Lullabies for the Missing and Murdered oh, Women. That's, that's a powerful, that's a powerful song. It seems like we're in this time where we're trying to go through these changes to a more equitable, equitable system and where we're more thankful for the earth. It seems like the past is helping us do that with the sorrow of these children that that passed away when they were forcibly removed from their families. It's interesting if this pandemic with a slower pace of life is going to give us an opportunity to network and to process the history and figure out how we can make it better so we're not repeating slavery, oppression, murder, exploitation across the board. We're just so lucky, Delana, to have you here today on the Pandemi Show. <laughs> Stories of the Pandemi for the people of the Pandemi. You've got your new project out, Looking Back, a collection of songs. We would like to now play song title in the form of a Pandemi question, inspired <laughs> by Vancouver's own Nardwar the Human Serviette. And our first question, when you look ahead of the Pandemi, what do you see? When I look ahead, I see a world where we respect each other as human beings, where we are conscious of our footprint and where we don't have a class system. Also where people who have billions of dollars recognize that they, if one person is living in poverty, there is not a balance. That's a really good point that you raise. The pandemic is definitely demonstrating the gross inequalities from the richest of the rich, the billionaire class, to the people that are struggling on the streets. We've seen with the billionaire space race, I think a wake-up call for all of us. I, I, I agree. One of the things that the pandemic did was put us really close to the realities around us. And that's a perfect example of just pure folly. I mean, it's a self-gratification beyond <laughs> anything we'll ever know. This is another thing that, that I, I would like to share. I really pray that this, this imbalance of, I don't want to say ownership, but this imbalance of the way people live from extreme poverty to extreme ridiculous because these people will never spend all their money. The imbalance of power, where where power is consolidated in so few hands and it's not being exercised for the greater good of the planet, the greater good of the human population, the greater good of the other species and plants that we share this planet with. However, there is a qualifier to this. No one can tell them what to do. So my prayer is that these people realize, and because they control so much, it, it means that many more have nothing. And so my prayer is that they come to a sense of responsibility because we are all this human race. I heard an alarming study that there's been hundreds of more billionaires created since the pandemic started, but hundreds of millions of people 
more people below the poverty line. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a wake up call. It's a powder keg. I know yeah. living in Southern Ontario, I watch what's going on with housing in Toronto. Militarized police doing forced evictions. I know yeah. this was a big issue recently in the United States and the, and the new president, President 47, Mr. Biden, President Biden. He's doing some relief uh, to prevent like tens of millions of Americans from getting evicted. I was yeah. really upset in April around Easter when I saw militarized police evicting a single parent from an apartment. It's oh it, it, it just ups, uh, upsetting, unacceptable, uh, highlighting the problems in Toronto too. They're cracking down on homeless in Camas, yeah. but it does not appear that there's anywhere else for those people to go. That's the point. And yeah. And then we've got the opioid crisis. We've got the loneliness crisis. There's so many things that are bubbling up. Uh, yeah. And we're realizing the importance of addressing these problems collectively as a community and not criminalizing people, but trying to help them from a medical or a mental health perspective. That's right. I think there is a good movement, especially here in Vancouver. I don't know about back east regarding the criminalization and decriminalization of hard drugs. It is a health issue. The problem is, from my perspective, is that you have the police and all of that climate. Those people do not want change. Now, I'm not quite sure why. It's a heavy thing to say, but if one of those people that was in an official position had a son or a daughter who was sick with this, it would bring out the empath in each person. But you, you can't judge it from afar without experiencing it. And that's why, you know, for years in the downtown east side, which is where I've worked and ran the downtown east side center for the arts, there was no qualifications about participating in our programs. Because if you say, well, you can't come in if you use drugs or you can't come in if you're on drugs, we had an open door policy and we were so successful because they're still human beings. Absolutely. You know, this is a blanket statement over a number. And in fact, the issues that we've talked about, people need to speak up. If you're complacent, you're part of the problem, in my humble opinion. And that's being harsh, but it's true. If you disagree with something, write a letter, call your MLA, do whatever, volunteer to make a difference. Because the unspoken is as bad as what they're trying to fight. That's a really good point. Complacency is supporting the problem. And there's so many things that we need to address and the solutions are out there. When we talk about the opioid crisis, there is a model of safe consumption sites where we can help them as they face the demons that are in them and and help them clean up and get safe housing. There are lots of solutions out there. It's the political will that seems to be lacking. It's going to be a lot of work. And if we want to have a better, more just community and society, you're right. We all have to do our part. Nobody can be sitting on the sidelines during this one. That's right. I think, too, the motive is financial, of course. It's a big business busting people. It's a big business putting people in jail. I mean, all the jails that are full are mostly with uh, people who have used drugs or a drug-related crime. And I think it's clandestine in a way because there's mode of operation that this feeds this 
you know. So Amen. there's a cycle of people or a, a connection of people. It's like the underground railway, only not. It's <laughs> drug related. Murray, Murray McLaughlin made a great comment when he was talking to us about his new album, Hourglass, in which he performs I Live on a White Cloud, inspired by the murder of George Floyd. But he said it's, it, it, it's bad public policy to criminalize something that will then generate huge amount of illicit money for violent people. Yeah, and and I think that's something that we all need to keep in mind. But we are very lucky to have you here today with us on the Pandemic Show. Stories <laughs> of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. Our next question in our Nardwar, the Human Serviette inspired game song title in the form of a Pandemic question. Have you come across anything in the Pandemic that makes you ask, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 75 years old, so there's not much I haven't seen. But this pandemic has certainly brought out people's true colors, let's say. And for me, it's just shocking the way that some people are treating others, because we're all experiencing this together. Thinking that you have a priority, like the couple that pretended they were from one place to get the shots in advance. You're referring to a millionaire and his partner yes. who flew into a remote area to take advantage of getting vaccinated quicker yeah. and busted. Yeah, uh, just uh, that exercise. I, I mean, back to my first point, we really need to check ourselves and our relationship with ourselves. Because that says to me, the humanity within these two people is, is somewhat limited. And so maybe go and volunteer for a month where it, a place where you wouldn't normally go and, and get your head turned around. So there's some balance about your ego. And people of the pandemic, we all have our homework from Delana <laughs> Gale Bowen to turn our eyes inside and look and see if we have any hate or inequality or, or discriminatory views and figure out how they got there. Yeah. Figure out how they got there and what can we do to get them the hell out? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, it, and, and it's hard work to be honest with yourself all the time. It is. Truly, because I have done it. <laughs> and, however, the reward is that you have, and I will say this, being a spiritual person, you become connected to spirit. And that's what we all have the opportunity to have. And it creates a different climate for how you move forward in your days. It really, it really is a gift. And, and we owe it to ourselves to be the best that we can be, not to be a product, because for a long time, I was a product of my environment. I turned to drugs and um, survived myself. <laughs> you had a cosmic, you had a cosmic awakening. Uh, well, actually, the, the awakening happened when I had my stroke and I was unconscious for some days. I was in a coma. All those things, that trip and everything, it certainly happened. And so what gift it would be to be the best you that you can be. And it would reset the balance of the people in power with lots of money and this and this. Because when you're walking in that way, you don't need all that stuff, you know, and you don't envy. 
So all those negative adjectives that we make a part of ourselves will dissipate. There's so many beautiful people in the world. Just give yourself a chance to be what you're meant to be. And our next question, what do you think people need to be watching out for during the pandemic? I think people need to watch out for what they involve themselves in. Does this serve you or does it take away from you? I'm involved in something right now that is very stressful and not of my own doing. So I manage it the best I can. And I pray a lot. (laughs) In your daily walk, there are times when you come across something and in your mind you go, should I involve myself with that or shouldn't I? Really check to see if that makes sense. Do you want that to be a part of your person? Or is it something to leave alone? Because if you take something on, it means that you're going to give it energy. You're going to be involved. And usually people involve their whole selves. So it's an investment. Do you really want to make this investment into this situation? So you, you really have to look at what it is, maybe make a list of questions. Does it serve me? Does it, you know bring something to my toolbox, you know, if most of the answers are no, leave it alone, let somebody else pick it up. And I've been hearing a lot of people saying that one of the things they've been able to watch more and connect with more during the pandemic is nature, whether it's the birds they never saw in their backyard before, or the toad hopping through their lawn. One of the interesting things that happened in Australia early on in their first lockdown was that there was more calls for venomous snake removal because more people were spending time in their own gardens and around their own homes. (laughs) Well, this is part of the awakening, right? I mean, we are connected to all living things. If we increase our awareness and relationship in that way, all those things will bring goodness, pleasure, gardens. Yeah, for me, I've seen more gardens this year than I have in a long time. And that's really good because that's a natural way for us to be, you know? And then when you think the cycle of our groceries, well, they're brought across the border, picked by people that are living in poverty, by the way, brought across the border, distributed, and then charged XX. So if you can grow your own things, more power to you. If I had a yard, when I lived in the Okanagan, I, I had a big garden. Yeah. And it's really nourishing for the soul. Get your hands dirty. Thank you. Our last question for song title in the form of a pandemic question inspired by Nardwar, the human serviette. <laughs> Based on your song, Mama's Got the Blues. Mama's got the blues. How can we help mama? We hear a lot now about how unemployment has affected women more, how domestic abuse is really affecting women as they're trapped in toxic relationships during lockdowns. We hear a lot of ways how women are impacted. Same problems that were happening pre-pandemic, but now it's just heightened. It's just worsened. Yeah. Two things. Um, Those things were always there. To be honest, my father's daughter was 
verbally abusive, very abusive. Because this isolation magnifies everything, all those things that, all those negative things that are part of a person's person are magnified. The situation of not being able to go out, you're there 24-7 for a while anyway, all that magnifies it as well. The, the victimization of women has been catastrophic. Spousal deaths have risen. You know, we know that physical abuse has risen. And there is, there are, I should say, organizations that provide for women. Unfortunately, what if you can't get to the phone? Yeah. What if you're in a rural area where you don't have transport? There's so many barriers to to escaping the abuse. Thank you. We are very fortunate to have you here with us today. On the Pandemi Show. <laughs> Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. As we move into the vaccination phase of the pandemic, you're seeing the world's superpowers using vaccines to do diplomacy. What do you hope the world is like in aftertimes? Delana Gale Bowen, blues matriarch. <laughs> Thank you. That's a big question. Unfortunately, governments are not made accountable, heads of government, I should say, are not made accountable for their decision making. The havoc that is wreaked by individual agendas in relation to their representing a country is tragic. I will say that. I will also say that, in my humble opinion, it really is all about ego. All of these men are tyrants. And so they're not there to be responsible for the well-being of the people that live live in their country. They're not there to advance issues like poverty. So so until we have people with conscience running those countries and or a body of people who who that person answers to so that he does, they don't make the decisions on their own and then that's law, it, it's not going to change. Unless, and this is the big unless, unless people speak up. They're speaking up in for yourself. They're speaking up in your community. They're speaking up in your city and they're speaking up for your country. So it's time for everyone to speak up and to, to put in the work to make sure that we address the structural problems that were so evident pre-pandemic to yes. ensure that we have a healthy planet for yes. future generations. The advice or the counsel that I would also share is that you're not alone. If there is an organization that addresses what your interest is or your purpose is or or your experience is, call them and find out what's going on and maybe even become a part of that organization. When I said before, complacency is the biggest disease of this world. I also say that it doesn't mean that you have to go and move mountains to be effective. Every drop fills a bucket. Yeah, that's right. Your voice, which is a gift from the creator, can be used for many things. It can be used to soothe somebody. It can be used to counsel somebody. But most of all, it can be used to better the human race. And we, the people of the pandemic, are so lucky that you, Delana Gale Bowen, are using your voice to speak truth to power and to speak on behalf of Mother Earth and speak on behalf of missing and murdered Indigenous women 
And we just can't thank you enough for your time here today on the pandemic show, helping all of us, helping all of us understand the complex environment we face ourselves in. I was going to just suggest what is exciting because it's not not all doom and gloom. It's our young people, our young people that are that really get it. And I'm so thrilled to see them being actively participating in the movement for change. The kids are all right. The generation. (laughs) Our children's, because I say in that song, our children's children, they got the mindset. What the hell is that? Well, thank you so much for your time and for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. (laughs) Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. Thank you so much, my dear. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.